Welcome to the Empowered Coaches Changing Humanity. And I am absolutely thrilled today to have Lil Barkaski with me. She is one of those empowered coaches that is making a huge impact. I mean, huge impact on humanity. And, uh, and she has such a history that it's like, it's the coolest thing to see what, <laughs> where, uh, where she has been led from. And so I am just honored to interview interview her today. Welcome, welcome, Lil. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And uh, I hope I'm making some sort of impact. It's really more my authors and the people I work with that I'm privileged to help them make impact, I think, more than me personally. But uh, we do try. Oh, you're very humble. You're very humble. And so let me just introduce you. So Lil Barkaski has been a self-starting entrepreneur for her entire 30 plus year career. In the past, she has been a successful restaurateur and a professional actor musician. But for the last 15 years, Lil has been the CEO and project manager of a marketing and publishing company. Uh, based out of the Tampa Bay area and a much sought after ghost writer and consultant. Uh, she has ghost written dozens of books in the business, memoir, and even fiction genres. Lil is an author, playwright, blogger, coach, and consultant. Uh, as the CEO of GWN Publishing Virtual Creatives, she heads up a staff of writers, editors, designers, and publishing experts. Lil also uses acting techniques to help speakers hone their stage presentations by using her extensive training in acting and directing learned in her home state, New Jersey. And later at, New I'm a Canadian, I had to say that, and later at her New York University. Uh, Lil's main platform is writing for the greater good, which is what you'll be speaking with us on today and your main topics include writing speaking publishing and diversity what a combination of skills i mean you are an artist through and through well i am 106 years old so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did you I, I feel like i am <laughs> some days how did how did you cram all that in so writing for the greater good to me you know i'm i'm thrilled you're going to speak on that but i just want to start off by saying it's really an understatement for you know what you what you've shared with me. We've spoken before, and we just caught up a little bit here before we we came on to the podcast. Really, is an understatement to me for the influence, the impact that you're having on humanity. And you're not a one person show. You know how many how many business owners, entrepreneurs are solopreneurs, and it's it's a whole different growth curve to have all these people that you have employing them and creating that team it it it's i just want to acknowledge you for that and what i really want to ask you is how did you get to this place you know you've you've had uh you've had other careers and that sort of thing but what what was it that really brought you to this what's your story i i often lately say that i have the dream job i never knew i wanted so I don't think too many kids wake up uh, at nine or 10 or 12 and think, you know what? I want to be a publisher. <laughs> it's just that's something that happened. Um, I've written all my life. Uh, I, my dad was a published author without Mifflin, but with a textbook, which uh, made a big game changer in our lives. As, and as a kid, it changed the parameters of our living 
you know, <laughs> we were able to get a pool and things like that. But um, he told me when I was young, don't quit your day job. My day job was playing drums. He thought I was better than that. <laughs> a little bit crazy family, but, and I was, I was really good at that. He's paid a lot of money for me to be a really good drummer. He spent a lot of money on lessons. And, and I wrote well, but I think I got better as I got older, but I kind of put it away for a while. And then later I, I got, I was very involved in theater. I started writing my own plays for the theater company that we, we owned and work with. And um, I, I found my niche with that. I like to write plays. I like to write dialogue a lot, which then led to fiction because I believe the fiction should have a lot of dialogue. But um, I wanted to make more of a living at it. And I'd owned this marketing company. And quite a bit ago, I met a guy who, who needed ghostwriters. And I said, give me, give me a shot. I'll see what happened. Within three months, he asked me to be his vice president. Within a year wow. and a half, he got really sick. Uh, and thank God he's better now. But he had very bad cancer. And I wound up having to publish eight books in about as many weeks right before Christmas. We had all these books and he just walked away. It was bad about maybe 10 weeks to get only 12 weeks to get all these done. So I learned all the things we were doing wrong <laughs> immediately. And uh, I, I got them done. But then I said, OK, this, you know, and then when he got better, we parted ways. Um, he, I had worked for free for quite a while. He couldn't afford to help me anymore. I said, I'm going to start my own company. And he was totally cool with it. And I've been doing it by this myself. So, you know, a lot of learning curve, uh, how, to, how to publish books, and a lot of decisions about the kind of books we wanted to do, kind of books we wanted to ghostwrite, kind of books we wanted to, to publish. We do not publish everything that comes down the pike. Uh, even though we are hybrid publishers, you know, you, you pay us for a lot of our services, but we are not a vanity press. We're not just going to publish whatever comes along. We really want to pick and choose really good books. Lots of memoir. Um, if it's a business book, it's usually a business memoir or it's somebody that's looking to speak and impact the world with something that they can share. Um, anything from integrative medicine, which we just did one on, to uh, you know, to, to sales. But most of the time it's memoir, it's stories. We like, we're very story driven in the company. So we really want to deal with that. And even our fiction books are with, with an effort to you know, change the way people see things, perceive things. We like to say educate, elevate, and illuminate are our three words. So educate, kind of elevate, and eliminate. And illuminate, yeah. Can you and illuminate? Can you go into that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, we we really like there are people who write very dry business books that are this vanity books, like here I'm a great salesman and you should use my sales technique and and I'm gonna not sell the book. I'm just gonna and that's not us. Uh, we're much more um, involved with people who want to speak on a specific subject. Uh, I think a great example of one of our books is a, a book called Pieces by M.S. Monroe. The first line of that book, I often say, and, and, and Ms. Monroe is always happy when I mention it, she, she found out the hard way that her, her husband was abusing her daughters. And she goes out now and speaks about this subject, and she writes about this subject. She's in another book about some of the similar subject um, with, with a compilation book this, this month. But the first line of the book was, um, before we were statistic, life was beautiful. And every time I say that sentence, I get chills. I mean, it's such a beautiful way to start a book and think about, she's talking to women about, keep your eye out. You know, when your daughters start to act a little funky at 60, 14, and 15, ask them why. Find out what's going on. It's not just that they're going through puberty or something may be wrong. And she learned out the hard way. So that's the kind of thing we really love. We love to produce books like that. Right now, as I told you earlier, I'm working on a fiction rewrite of a book that's tentatively called The Hunger Crime. Uh, they've been considering that or The Humanitarian. I'm not sure yet. Work on the title. That will be produced for October, November, actually. But 
the all of the pro almost, almost all the proceeds are going to go to world hunger because these guys worked in that field all over the world feeding people when there was a natural disaster or an uprising and the, this book is it's a fiction story that takes you through all this interesting espionage and romance all this stuff but it's at the end of the day you learn what these people go through and what their lives are like and the post-traumatic stress they live with and how they deal with their families and it's still at the same time entertaining which is really cool and i'm very very excited about the book so we're working on that um just a whole lot of cool things books on relationships just it's never just something dry and boring and just so you can put your name on your on the shelf behind you and say look i wrote a book <laughs> that's not that's not us that's not who we are and 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 so the educate elevate and illuminate i just i just love that and especially so yes the illuminate is beautiful but the elevate you know yeah. And so, and so you bring a potential author or someone who is, is working on a book or has an idea for a book. Do you help them from square one? Or do you, like you said, you're, you're doing rewrites and that sort of thing. Is there any particular place on their journey, on their writing journey that you take them in? And help them uh, I always say that we meet you where you are. That's exactly my, my words for that. So you could be, I've got a great idea for a book. No, I haven't written one word. But I have a great idea, right? And we sit down and we say, okay, so are you going to write it? Are we going to write it? Are we going to coach you? What are we going to do? Some people were coaching them. I have a woman today who's sending me chapters. She did 35,000 words and an outline, but she needs to shore up her outline. So I'll probably coach her. I'll, I'll be her accountability partner. I, my, my client, Summer, she's, I'm her accountability partner. She doesn't need me to write the book. She needs me to make sure the book gets written, right? And I'll edit some and give her some pointers and some ideas and she'll go back and rewrite. Some people, I write the whole book personally. I'm the person who might do most of the ghostwriting where I, they'll just interview with me chapter by chapter. And then whatever appointed time we decide upon, we're going to have a book together and we get it done. Some people come to me and say they need proofreading, editing, or their sainted mother was an English teacher and this book is perfect. Just make it so, you know, publish the book, get our book cover and our interior design and get the ISBN numbers and put the files up and we're ready to rock. And we'll do that for them. So we meet them wherever they actually are in the process and go from there. Wonderful. That's, and I think that's very unusual. And I think with your background and your history, you have the capacity to do that. It's not cookie cutter. You don't have the cookie cutter. It's, you're really saying, what do you need? And then you hold them through that at whatever level they require. And I want to get a little more into your talk, but can you also tell us, um, about the compilation books. How does that all work? What are the things that are people saying to you that people are saying to you when they come to you that they either want to participate in a, I just, I just participated in a compilation book. If I get to um, have a little brag here, Houses yeah. of Light, a collaboration of stories about shining our light and the, and the woman um, approached me, Diane Novak, Actually, she found me. She sought me out because I wrote my book on heal your neck issues and let your throat chakra shine. And she thought I would be a nice addition. Uh, and so that was a process uh, that we went through where nobody had the experience of writing a compilation book. So it was a stumble and bumble sort of thing. <laughs> and the book was completed. And so bless this woman for taking this on. It was one of her 
dreams come true and she knew she just had to get it done and i think she's she's now i mean it was a learning process and now working on more so i was grateful that i had the background of having written two books with the help of someone else but can you speak on that because there seems to be more and more of a trend toward that these days where people are like i want to write a book but i don't have the con- i i don't have the time the money the effort I'll, I would rather work with others and write a compilation book. I could probably talk about that for an hour, but I'll keep it short. Uh, well, for one thing, we like to say friends don't let friends write alone. So when you write a compilation book, a couple of things happen. One, as an author, one, you're writing with a group of people and you have the support of other people. You get to network with people in what I like to refer to as shoulder industries. For example, we have one right now coming out called No, no Problem Parenting. And it's all a bunch of people who deal with parents on different levels. In fact, I work with one lady today who deals with step parents. So it's going to be a whole, if you're you're, you're a parent, there's going to be a lot of information in there. Not every chapter is going to be for you, but there's going to be a lot that are for you and that you might hand that book to someone else and say, I've read all the chapters I need. You're a step parent. Read this. This might help you. So this book will get shared amongst thousands and thousands of people because each person in the book, all 20 of them, have thousands of contacts. So that means that. And they'll also be able now to refer to each other. If I'm coaching parents on autism, but they're also step parents, I might go to Adina and say, hey, listen, remember how I met you? This They're having trouble with it. They can refer to one another, which is great. So you're building a community in and of itself, which is awesome. And there'll be Facebook groups and summits and all that sort of thing. But the compilation with themselves, a lot of people are not ready to write an entire book. That's that, that's one model. So this is a good step up a lot. It's almost like, like I say, like when you get a tattoo, you want a lot of them. So not me, but, um, but, but, you know, so you're going to, it's like eating potato chips, right? Oh, I wanted, I'm going to write another one. And then some of these people start there and they say, well, that was a good experience. I think I'm going to write a 40,000 word business book or a, a memoir. Now I'm going to take my, you know, whatever I'm going to do. And they go from there. It's a good lead into writing in general, good experience. And then there are people who have written a lot and are now going to promote their book. MS Ron Rowe is in a new compilation book. And we're putting a link to the, to the to the pieces book in that compilation book. So it's another avenue for promoting her own work. It's an avenue for promoting yourself, becoming a speaker, if you're not, or getting better speaking engagements. Because I could say you're in a, and often a best-selling book, right? We, all of our books so far have been Amazon bestsellers, our compilation books. So those those are ways to, to promote yourself. So those are the advantages as an author. As a producer, you get to be the person who puts this all together, like Novak, Miss Novak. And there's some, you'll make some money at it. That's fair. You should make money for your time and effort. I believe firmly that we don't work for free. That's not the way we make, can't help anybody if we work for free, right? But it's also great for organizations. So we're trying, we have people working now and talking to churches about doing this. We have people talking to nonprofits about doing this. What a great way to raise money for a nonprofit. And at the same time, give something to the people who are just giving you money. Instead of saying, give me $1,000 because you want to, you say, give me, you know, anywhere from $500 to $1,500, whatever it might be, to be an author in our book, to say how much you believe in the organization or how your organization helps the organization. Now you've given them a really strong marketing piece, books they can sell because they'll get discounted prices on the book and they can go and sell it. They can go and give it away. They can use it in a number of ways. And yet they're still supporting the LGBTQ center or the church or the, you know, the, the cancer society organization, whatever it might be, great way for them to make some money. And they can make, and we came up with a way that no one else is doing it, which is why it's going so well. 
We don't take any money until you make money. This is most people. I, I saw one yesterday. It was thirty thousand. Can you say that again? Can you please I repeat? Take, that? I won't. I don't take a dime until you've got your authors in place and and you have money in the bank. We start with a conversation for about an hour or so. We figure out what your, your book's going to be about, what your audience will bear, how much money they would like to spend to be in a chapter, how big the chapter should be. It's an equation. Once we have the equation figured out, we take your logo. I give it to my head of graphics team, Christina, the wonderful and amazing Christina. And she puts together a flyer that you then send out to everybody and says, I'm doing a compilation book. Here are the reasons you should be in it. Here's how much it costs. Here's the date we're going to plan to launch. And, you, and you, you gather authors. The minute you have 10 authors and we know that you got a pretty good shot, that the whole book's going to fill, then you can give us some money. And we take a percentage of that. You take a percentage of what, you, what, you're, what you're asking the authors to put out for our part of the work, because we should get paid too, right? And we, we shoot to get 15 to 25 authors in most of the books, 20 is usual, pretty usual range. Most of the time it's around $1,000 to be in the book. And we take our percentage up front a little more than your percentage. Because on the back end, you're going to get all of the sales of the book. We take no royalties. We take no money from it. That's it. We're done. Once we've taken our percentage and do our part, you and you, you, deal, you deal with it from there as, as an organization. So a church could very easily, and we, work, we give our nonprofits a better rate on the percentage than we do a prop for a profit organization. So if you're a nonprofit, you could start with $10,000 in the bank and then sell $20,000 worth of books in your church or, you, or to the authors. You could make a, a ton of money, more, much more than we do. But that book is yours. You're going to deal with it from there on in and market it and sell it. We just don't, we don't, we, we have the contracts in place. Everything's written for you. Everything's done for you. Just find your authors. That's your job. And once you do that, we take it from there. And no one's doing that. No one's doing it this way. Nope. Never. I've never heard of it. That's absolutely amazing. Congratulations. I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it Thank out the hard you. Way. And, that, and it, it leads us, it leads us so much to writing for the greater good, writing for the greater good. So it's, it's not just about the money. Yes, you're in the business to make money. You have to, you have to buy your groceries and, you know, you need to uh, take care of yourself and everything, but. You don't need a really BMW special. though. You really don't need a BMW convertible. You can live without it. <laughs> you, know, you don't need one. And not that I don't like them. <laughs> They're nice, but I drive a perfectly nice Elantra, but you know, I, I drive, I, I live very nicely, but we and my entire team has the same belief. We'd rather get more work done, get more authors out into the field. You know, I, I left a terrible partnership for this very reason. I'm not a greedy person. I can't base my entire life on how much we make. I base it on how much we produce. How much do we create? How many new authors can we say are in the world because we did this? Isn't that a little better than making an extra 25 or 30% more? I think it is. And so does my team, which is really what's great about it. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, and so tell us more about writing for the greater good. And, and the question I, I really want to ask is, is say someone, someone feels compelled to write a book and they really want to make a difference in the world and they're not sure what they're going to write about. I, I, you know, before I wrote my first book there, I, I was one of those many people who knew I wanted to write a book and I thought it might be on one thing. And then when I was guided to actually write the book, I thought it would be on something else. And then I hired a, a company to help me write the book. And then it changed again. 
and there's and there's such a process that people go through and so the intention may be writing for the greater good i really want to help people but we may not have the the best approach to help those people or do you, do you, are you following me how, how i do am people I'm, at the beginning stages like that how do you get them to nail down their topic i i think there are a lot of coaches specifically people who have say this all the time. I see a lot of people, and I will not name any coaches' names, but coaches that I've dealt with who charge upwards of $20,000, $40,000 for coaching programs. And I have watched them talk to people who have literally no idea what they're coaching about. And they're dropping down $25,000 to coaches, and they're really not sure what their message is yet. They don't even know their point of view. They don't know what they're going to you know. They just want to help. And it's great to want to help people. It's wonderful to want to help people. But before you try to write a book or start a coaching business, in fact, I just wrote a whole book on this myself. I'm actually going to publish very shortly. But um, you really need to niche down. Smaller is better. Tighter is better. You can't help everybody, you know, with skin care that has skin. You know, you have to say, who am I writing for? Who am I? Who is my target audience? We have, I'm working with a woman who's writing a book on um, relationships and she's very, very clear that it's called, it's all about you. And she really only wants to talk to people who recognize that they're struggling. They recognize they're angry all the time. They have road rage. They're, they're having terrible relationship issues. They can't find a part. She's not talking to people who think everything's fine or I'm okay the way I am. She's looking for people to say, I've got a problem. I'm not, I am not getting along well here or I'm I'm struggling with my family. I don't know why I can't talk to my sisters at all. We're killing each other. She knows that her audience is more specific in, in that regard. Um, we have a doctor. I just wrote an integrative post book uh, with an integrative medicine book. She's talking to people who've gone to doctors and told there's nothing wrong with them. You're fine. And they're sick all the time. They're sick all the time. Something's wrong. So she knows her audience is women, 40 to 60-ish, mostly. Some men, but mostly women. So the more you know who I think the, the key here, what I'm trying to say, I'm saying it badly, is what I went to college for, for many years. My dad made fun of me for paying all the money. I learned three words from a photography teacher. Know your audience. And if you don't know your audience, then you're not ready to write a book. And I'm not going to be, I, I don't whitewash. I don't molly coddle. You're not ready. Don't write one. You're not ready. You need to know who you're speaking to, why you're speaking to them. And at the end of the day, how you're going to help them be better, right? How you're going to get that we all have to go through the big waves of, of, of life, right? And some waves are small, some are tsunamis. If you know how to get through that wave, even if it's sales, if it's a, if you have a better sales technique, don't tell me the technique as much as tell me the people that used your technique who went from making 30000 and barely living to making $100,000 a year because they used it and how they got there and how you helped them become better. That's a stats book, right? So, but if just wanting to help people, save yourself and the world will follow, man. You got you got to save yourself first. If you if you know what you're doing and where you're going, then we can sit down and talk about okay, what are we going to write about? And then we create a, we create that that outline and we look at the outline and say, okay, these are the topics I'm really an expert in, or I really have some real knowledge that I can share with the world or experience. I've gone through. What 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 Miss Monroe went through. I have experience of watching three daughters implode one after another till the teacher figured out 
The third one figured out what was going on and had to come to her and say, I think this is the problem. And boy, did she go through it, right? And that was a second marriage. The first one wasn't any better. So, you know, she's got something to talk about. She knows who to speak to. She's speaking to women who've been through certain kinds of things. Does that make sense? I mean, hope I'm not being too negative, but I don't want- I No, don't like it's, it's so helpful. Just write a book. It's, yeah. it's so helpful. And so what if they don't, let's say they, let's say it's a coach, for example, that does help a lot of people, but doesn't have their niche narrowed down. Do you help them with that process? Yes. Yeah, we really okay. can. I'm very, very good at consulting. That's where the consulting part comes in of sitting down and saying, okay, you're helping all these people, but who can you help the most? And how can we, who's, who of all these people is really the core? Who's the core? You know, who, who do you get the best results for in, right. in the work you do? Really? Right. that. So what else, what else can you tell us about writing for the greater good? I always say that if you are writing a book to make money, because you think you're going to be a millionaire, you're wasting your time. Okay? It's not for, unless you're Stephen King or, or uh, you know, Daniel Steele or something, you probably got to, don't have a shot at being a millionaire. If you're writing a book with the intention that, or doing anything, if you write, live, work, publish, produce, whatever it is you do, if you do it for the greater good, if you think, how is this going to change people's lives? How am I going to affect people in a positive manner? that when they finish this book, they go, okay, I can do that. I can get through this. You got through this wave, I can get through it too, right? I'm a surfer, <laughs> the old, old surfer back in the day. So how do you get through the wave, right? So if we approach our writing with the concept that this isn't about me, 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 this isn't about making money, this is about what, what topics can I speak to what experiences do I have I had that I can share that other people will go, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person this has happened to. Oh, my gosh. You don't get along with your mom either. <laughs> you, know, you know, you've had a terrible husband or a terrible wife. Oh, my God. I can't, you know, or it is about me. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm the one. It's me. I'm the, right. It's, it's all about me. Yeah, it is kind of all about you. It's about, you know, how the messages come to you. and the messengers and how terrible it is when they're, when somebody's mean to you, they're a messenger. They're doing you a favor, you know, and how do you look at it that way? So that's a great example. This book we're writing is a great example because we're starting to talk about people saying, just because these things are happening to you, they're happening for a reason. And thank God and thank the elements or thank you know, the universe. We want to thank and say, thank you for the message. That's a great, a good message, right? Now I know I can go forward and say, wait a minute. Every time I get angry when the, when a car cuts me off, and I'm so angry that I'm throwing things. That's about me. Why am I so angry? What happened to me that this matters to me this much? How can I change that? How can that not happen the next time? So those are the kinds of books that think about something. I promise you, and I always say this, I promise you that if you write, live, work for the greater good, you're going to succeed. It may not be the success you think. It may not be all the money in the world. It may not be whatever, but you're going to succeed. And if you don't, you're going to fail. And you deserve to. And that's, I'm sorry to say, I'm, 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 I'm a Jersey Italian, but yeah, you know, you, you're going to fail. And, and, and the failure is where you, you're exactly where you belong until you figure that out because it's about you. You know, right? Do, do things the right way. And it's amazing how much business you get and how much stuff goes. We're so damn busy. <laughs> that's great, and that's, that's where it. you're coming from. That's where you're coming love from. It. And so, and so clearly, clearly, 
this the work you're doing is extremely rewarding for you. I can tell uh, it's so fulfilling. Can you can you share with us some of the the greatest successes that you've had with authors or where you're just like, oh, my gosh, I am so grateful I could cry, you know, something like that. Can you share with us some of those the ones that really moved you when when they got their book out? Well, you know, we've had a lot of, I think, good successes. People are using their books to get speaking engagements. They're using their books to, uh, we have a woman who's been in two of our compilation books. Her name is Monica Wenner. Monica's in Canada. And she is everywhere with this book. When I tell you, one chapter in two, what chapter in two different books? She wrote a chapter in one series book, series one and series two. She is at, she goes to coffee shops and offers people a cup of coffee if they buy the book, she signs it. She's got the books in all the libraries near her. She's constantly reading her book out to people. She's constantly using the book. I love that. Uh, we have a children's book um, with a woman whose son is nonverbal autistic. And she's, we just got her on what my, 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 my adopted daughter is our PR arm. And she runs a PR company called Big Time Media Pro. <laughs> it's really cool. And she just got her on a podcast of a guy who's got like 100,000 followers about autism. And she's so excited. The woman's going to speak on this podcast about her book. And that's oh about Renan. And Renan, now the second book, we're working on Renan, the second book about Renan. And we built the characters, like a little like a little picture. And she gets to read. This is really her son. Renan is her son. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. character is her son. And we got to draw him and, and be him. And that, you know, it's really beautiful. Ms. Monroe, as I said, she's doing amazing. We had a book called From Queens to Queens, uh, written by a woman who had cancer. And she had, sadly has is struggling again but i think god willing she's going to get better again and in the meantime her husband divorced her <laughs> jesus married to joseph so she's got divorce going on she's got cancer going on beautiful girl really terrific girl and the drag queen community of madison wisconsin became her friends they dragged her through it she went to become part of a community theater program and, and she got to she was dancing and the lead dancer was a drag queen dragged her to the gay bars to be a backup dancer and they became her friends. And isn't that funny, right? So wow. she sold like literally like 900 books in the first week. Uh, Unbelievable. I, she sold over a thousand, well over a thousand copies of the book. You know, so it depends. Some people don't sell a lot. Some people, it's not their thing. They, they get to talk a lot. They get to speak on their subject. But I, we've yet to have anyone come back to us and say, well, this sucked. <laughs> you know, we, that's a good. So they're enjoying the, the fact that they're they're published authors and they you know, uh, we've had we've had books where people wrote their life story. And we had a woman who uh, grew up in Australia during World War Two. She's 85 or six and she's Australian. And she was sitting at a, a function one day and the guy heard her her husband's accent. She was he was here. Husband's here. She's here. And the guy was the husband between her and this gentleman. And the gentleman turned to her husband and said, well, that's an Australian accent. He said, yes, we're from Australia. That's funny. She said, I just read a book called Led by God, a blessed journey of a minister's wife. So he turned to her and said, would you like to meet the author? <laughs> how, how fun is that, right? And she got to give her children, her grandchildren, and her great-grandchildren a copy oh. of this story. And what a story. What a privilege that was. I, and I named the book. I actually got the title of the book. I've gotten the title of a bunch of cool books over the years. And uh, it's just been fun. It's I, I get up in the morning. I'm happy what I'm doing. So get to write books, get to edit books, get to publish books, get to be publisher. It's a cool thing to be. So. Oh, that's, it's, it's amazing. And I can, I can just see you. You're happy when you get up and you're happy when you go to bed, you may be tired. <laughs> I sleep really well. I sleep well because I'm doing the right thing. I, I, here's a tip. Here's a tip guys. You want to sleep really well? Do the right thing. Mm -hmm. 
sleep like a baby. Promise you. Do the right thing. And and I think too, you know, the work you do, you allow people to leave a legacy. Yeah. You, you help them leave their legacy so that others can benefit. And what's better? What's better than that? Uh, Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. I've been a musician. I've been a cook. I've owned restaurants. I've done all kinds of crazy things. I've been in movies. I have a SAG acting, acting card. But this is the best again. This is really, uh, it's a dream job I never knew I wanted. Wow. It's it's just been such a joy to listen to you talk about writing for the greater good and really in the most profound ways that those words don't even really reflect. And that's what I said at the beginning. To me, it's an understatement, the level of support that you offer. And it's not about taking, it's you really are holding others and really giving to them everything that they don't have within themselves, this experience of editing and, and writing and all of that. I, I just appreciate you so much, Lil. And so do you have any final words for, for our viewers today? Don't be afraid to write. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect. You've got to sadly remember that the American reader reads it to sixth grade level. <laughs> so, you know, write cleanly, write simply, don't try to overwrite or, or try to be, you know, technical. Just if you got something to say, I always believe in outlining. Make an outline of what you want to talk about and, and follow the outline and, you know, make yourself subtitles so you know in each in each section what you're going to talk about. Even if it's fiction, I outline the hell out of fiction. So, you know, just make yourself a, a roadmap. And then if you write one page a day for one year, how many pages will you have? It's a hell of a big book. Right? So you don't even need to write a page a day, do you? So if you write a page every other day, you got enough for a book for sure. Or even one once or once or twice a week, you got enough for a book. So and and I, I'm I'm so grateful and I'm so impressed uh with your free giveaway, a one-hour consultation with you, Lil about where someone is in their writing journey. If they want to have a talk with you, if you're listening or watching this podcast. Uh, you can click on this link. The value is $300. So how long is this session? What will they get? Yeah, and uh, my Calendly link will probably tell them half an hour, but just tell them to put in, this is a giveaway and we'll make sure we block the second half hour off for them. So because okay. my, my typical thing is half an hour. Uh, uh, they, they can talk to me about absolutely anything from how do I get started to how do I publish? Why would I use, why would I try to go to traditional publishing as opposed to publish myself or how do I get well, what what should a book cover look like anything you're talking about when it comes to writing we, we've got you covered all right I mean our, our company even does websites and graphics and all that for people we, we build author websites and speaker websites all the time so if you've got a website and you're a speaker and you think I'm wondering why am I not getting attention whatever it is to do with writing or speaking feel free to ask me anything you want to ask and we'll shoot the breeze for an hour and and you can tell me where you're at and this you don't have to do anything with us. You have to buy anything. <laughs> you know, and then if you want something, we're, we're always we're here. If you want to use us for some service, we're always available. But just give you an idea. Maybe you'll get. Maybe we'll get a few people who are afraid to get started or are trying to figure out where to go with it. We can maybe give them that little push over the edge and get them through the way. You know, awesome. Or maybe cool. even if they're in the middle and and saying, uh, you know, where 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 is this going? I'm not done. Or I actually. Uh, recently made a new friend who lives locally and she's been writing her book for four years and yeah. it's not published. I said to her, what's your block? She, yeah. There's a block there. Get the thing, get yeah. the thing done. Yeah. So I might be referring someone 
to you. Uh, and I, I think it's really, you got to get your message out there, people, you, if, if you yeah, feel compelled at all. And so thank you. I'm, so gonna, I'm actually going to start a, a workshop thing, probably 2023, if not the end of this year called um, from pen to publishing in 99 days. And it's going to be a, a three-day intensive and then ongoing coaching and it'll include publishing. We're going to try a Zoom version of it probably either right before or right after Christmas. And then we're going to do some live versions of it places. We're going to travel. Oh. We're going to ask to come to a couple of places in hotels and the whole thing where people come and stay with me for three days and we get you, we get them kickstarted onto that book. So that's going to be fun. Okay. So maybe we can put a link where people can get onto your mailing list so they can be sure. updated on your workshops any any programs that you're doing let's let's absolutely in the absolutely. notes you can Thank just email you. me email me if you're interested in that we'll uh we'll get we'll get you on the list okay awesome thank you thank you lil barkaski the amazing publisher author ghostwriter and and everything else and so that has been another episode of empowered coaches changing humanity and we just spoke with lil barkaski who really is doing everything she can to change humanity. What a powerful woman. Uh, just moved me so much. I'm so inspired. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.